said, I'll be the glory. Um, God is still wonderful and um, we're just going to continue. So like I was saying um, before all of that, um, Jeremiah Chase, he has a book called Virgin Men Do Exist. I had him on as a guest and for the Instagram followers that want to see as well, Virgin Men Do Exist. And I had him on as in August as our highlight. And um, he was, he's, <laughs> he definitely is a person that is going to be straight up no chaser. And I said that um, the last time he was on that I would make sure that I uh, put his book in for him. And I do have an extra copy. I have an extra copy. So if you are interested, please inbox me and comment below. And um, you can inbox me your address and I'll send it to you. It comes with a wristband and the, um, a pin button. So I do want to be a blessing to somebody who uh, wants to read this book. It's very funny and it's very insightful. So if you're interested, again, please um, inbox me and let me know. All right. So, um and now I wanna I wanna pray in and we're gonna get into um get into tonight's topic. There any Father God, we just thank you, God, for your love, for your strength, for your mercy, oh God. We thank you, God, for continuing God to have your way. God, I thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing in my life and in the viewers' lives, Father God. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, God. Move however you choose to move, Father. God, I counted the privilege and the honor that you chose to use me, God, for such a time as this. I come against every distraction. I come against everything that is not like you, Father. God, I come against every mind game that the enemy may try to play, the Father God, throughout this podcast. The Holy Spirit, God, may healing take place, God, deliverance, Father. God, breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. God, may somebody's life be changed and somebody, God, God, be saved, God, and set free. So, Holy Spirit, we give you all glory all honor and all praise in jesus name we pray amen all right welcome 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 again for those of you that are just tuning in this is imperfectly perfect live i am Trini sharp i'm your host as always and a few things um i would do want to go over last week's podcast uh, a quick review for those of you who did not get a chance to see it and want to know what we were talking about so last week we were talking about the topic of world changer some of the things that God shared with me to cover is to talk about um, the importance of why we need to recognize that we are a world changer. Because a lot of times we think that we don't matter. A lot of times we think that uh, or we don't know why we were created. We don't know what our purpose is here on earth. And we go through life existing and not living. And so God wanted me to um, shed light on us being world changers, whether are called to the masses or whether you're called to the small crowds, it does not matter. We are all called to be world changers in some form or fashion. And whether you use that for good or whether you use it for bad, that is your choice. And we talked about the fact that Jesus Christ is the greatest world changer that ever, that ever lived. The greatest world changer. And then um, another couple of other things that I went over is that Jesus created us all to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So no matter whether or not you are called to be an evangelist or um, or not, we are all called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and evangelize through the giftings that God has given us. And the last thing was we talked about some unpopular world changers that's in the Bible. Um, we talked about Tabitha. Um, we talked about a serving girl that was um, that she uh, served uh, Naaman's Naaman's wife, and uh, just talking about because she um, because she put the plug in for talking about Elisha, 
and talked about how he, um, if he went to the prophet of God and um, if you go to him, he will be healed of his leprosy. But had she not plug in for Elisha and anointing that God had on his life, Naaman would not have received his healing. So those are some of the things that we talked about last week. Um, if you didn't get a chance to see last week's podcast, please go, please go to I Am a Perfectly Perfect Facebook page. Um, you can see it from then. And we also have um, other podcast um, platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify and Anchor. So if you don't want to watch it and just want to listen to it, that is available to you as well. All right, guys. So for tonight's topic, um, this is something that God has been dealing with me with, especially in in this pandemic where um, you have, a, it's like a lot of chatter. It's a lot of chatter that's happening in, in um, during this pandemic. And a lot of people are offering um, their unsolicited advice. A lot of people are, you know, everybody's popping up with a Facebook Live. And I'm not, you know, coming at it. I'm not saying that um, it is anything wrong with it. But sometimes, sometimes we can find ourselves uh, clicking on Facebook Lives and click, clicking on podcasts and, you know, clicking on the news and finding ourselves being engrossed with things that are not of God, being engrossed with things that us to um, deter away from what God is calling us to do and the direction that God is leading us. And then God is telling us to shut out the noise. God is telling us to shut out the noise. It's a lot of gossip. It's a lot of um, fake news. It's a lot of different things and false philosophies and false prophecies that's taking place during this time because everybody seems like they know like they know what they're talking about. And you have to check your source. One thing that my pastor Tracy has definitely um, taught um, taught me, especially when I was at um, Riverside Life School of Ministry and even just being a member now, is that there are three sources. There are three sources. The three sources are God the, God the Father, we are each other, we can be a source, or the enemy. And so sometimes when you get when you hear certain things um, in your ear, you hear it when you hear certain things um, and it can be in a still, and most of the times in a still small voice or certain things that you are watching or listening to, you have to be careful and be able to decipher and discern what source it is coming from. What source this is coming from, especially when you have been seeking God for his promises to be manifested and you're like, God, I need an answer. And you, you've been waiting for the answer and the enemy knows you've been waiting for an answer. And he knows what, what, what your desires are. So for him, he's going to put a plug in. He's going to, he's going to tickle in the word of God. I don't, I don't know exactly the right scripture, but it talks about the ears being tickled. And watching, watching out for your ears being tickled because that means that you are um, being basically the enemy is telling you what you want to hear versus what is actual, what is actual and factual, and what is the will of God for your life. And so that is something we have to be careful with, especially when we have all of these false prophets and all of these false teachings that's taking place in the world now. So we have to know the word of God for ourselves and we have to be able to shut out the noise because when God tells us things, when God gives us specific instructions, it's for us to stand on his promises, for us to stand on his word and to not deter away from that. Because anything that is going is that is um, the opposite 
that is that's being said is the opposite what God has already confirmed in your life is not of him. It's not of him. And you need that. We need, we, let me include myself in this, we need to have discernment enough in knowing this, this difference between whether it's coming from God or whether it's coming from ourselves or the enemy. Or whether it's coming from the enemy. Because it's too, it's too many people. And I, I've said it before jokingly to to um some of my girls and I was like, man, it's just so many, you know, it's so many pop-ups and so many, and it's not nothing wrong with it. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but everything that's that's shown is not for us to look at. And it can very well not, you know, be anything wrong with it, but everything is not meant for us to look at. Because maybe it's, it's some things that God wants to share with us that we need to receive from other places. And we shouldn't feel like we are obligated to click on everybody's posts, to click on everybody's you know inspirational messages, to click on everything. Because sometimes it's meant for us to not be on social media. Sometimes it's meant for us to be literally in solitude with God so that we can hear what he has to say. To hear his voice. Because the word of God, seek ye first, says in Matthew um, 6, 33, it says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. So anytime we have any worries, anytime we need any answers, we need to be going to God first. We need to be going to God first. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yes, thank you, um, Minister Erica. That scripture we talk about the issuing of the ears is Second Timothy chapter four, verse three. So we have to be careful of that. Do you guys make a note of this scripture? Second Timothy chapter four, verse three. Thank you, Minister Erica. So what I want to um, so again, our topic tonight is shut out the noise. And what I want to talk about is what two definitions I have for noise to get us a better understanding of or illustration of what God is referring to when he's saying shut out the noise. So noise means any sound that is undesired or interferes with one's hearing of something. Any sound that is undesired or interferes with one's hearing of something. And the other definition is something that attracts attention. Something that attracts attention. So in other words, distractions, anything that is distracting us from hearing the voice of God is, is, is um, solidified as the noise. So that can be relationships. That can be, I'm going to get further into some more detail of types of noises in a second. That can be people. That can be news. That can be music. That can be you clicking on Facebook, you know, every five seconds trying to refresh the news feed when it's the same thing it was two minutes ago. And I'm not coming in nobody's neck because I'm guilty of it too, especially when you may not have um, a lot to do. And especially during this time when we, when we were in quarantine and we may not have had, um, we may not have had anything to do. So the fact that we had social media to keep us entertained all you do, all you see is this scrolling, scrolling, just constantly scrolling. And God is saying, 
When are you going to take the time to shut out the noise? When are you going to take out, take the time out to shut out the noise and hear my voice? You've been seeking me and I have the answer for you, but you're not listening. Why? Because you're distracted by the noise. So we know what noise means. Again, it's any sound that is under desire or interferes with one's hearing of something or something that attracts attention. So let's talk about some, um, before I do that, I'm sorry. So what God was also sh um, sharing with me is that God is requiring for us in the season to shut out the noise so that we can clear him, hear him clearly, excuse me. There are moments where God is speaking, but we cannot hear past the noise. Also, noise interferes with our ability to discern the source of the direction. Again, noise interferes with our ability to discern the source of the direction. So this is why God is causing for us to shut out the noise so that we know without a shadow of doubt that it's him talking and not ourselves or the enemy. So let's talk about types of noises. Let's talk about types of noises that can be distracting us from hearing the voice of God. So number one, gossip. Gossip is a huge noise that can be distracting us and getting in our ear. People calling you, giving you information about people that, you know, or slandering people's name, or um, you're not even asking for it. Because just because, let me make this disclaimer. Just because you didn't ask, or, oh, hey girl, like what happened to that person? Just because you didn't ask for it. Even if that person is offering information about somebody that can potentially hurt them, and, they, and that person um, may have shared it with them and they, they may have confided in them thinking that they were going to keep their secret. But lo and behold, you got that person telling you the information so that you can be a part of it. And that's where we have to take authority and making sure that if we know in our spirit that this is not something that, that is, is um, going to be beneficial for me, or the other person, then we should not want to be a part of that. Because now, now we know information that we should not know of. And two, maybe this information can change our view of that person. And it wasn't meant for us to know in the first place. And we may not even, the person that's giving us the gossip may not even know all the information that, it, that it, there is to know about that person. But now both of us is looking at that person sideways and not even having all of our facts straight. Not even having all, all of our facts straight. So we have to be careful about that. We have to be careful about that. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 in the NIV version. So we're talking about um, types of noises. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 in the NIV, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. 
again, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So we should not be pretend, we should not be listening to gossip and we should not be giving out gossip. We should not be singing anything out of our mouth that is not beneficial to people that are listening and not listening to anything that's not going to be beneficial to our ears. Anything that is not like God, we should not be listening to it at all. Yes, Mama T, that says total betrayal because a lot of people are sitting around, they're trusting people and they may have inboxed you with information that they may not have even shared with anybody else. But because they trusted you with that information and said, please pray for me. And now you're going around sharing it with other people. And maybe the person you're sharing with, sharing it with may not like that person. And now you're adding fuel to the fire. We should not, we should not at all be participating into any form of gossip or slandering of anyone's name, whether you like them or not. Because the reality of the matter is we don't like everybody and we don't get along with everyone. The word of God talks about us having loving everyone. We're supposed to have the love of Christ for everybody. But the fact of the matter is that we're not going to get along with everybody because our personalities may be different and we're just not meant to be friends. But you're supposed to shed, spread the love of Christ to all people, whether you like them or not. Because love is different than like. Love goes beyond what that person did to you. Love goes beyond what that person said about you. And if you learn how, when we learn how to separate love and like, we will do things. And when when God tells us to pray for them, when God tells us to get to them, even if we don't like them, we will do it. Why? Because we have the love of crisis in us. Because we have the love of crisis in us. So next thing, next point. So again, we're talking about types of noises, types of noises. The next noise that I want to um, highlight is unsolicited advice unsolicited advice this is one thing that my god that really gets under my skin to be honest like when people literally what is unsolicited basically they're giving it to you without you asking without you asking and they're giving it to you because this is the thing and we're going to get to the scripture in a second but this is the thing is that whether the unsolicited advice is good or not, if that person did not ask for it, then you should not be given it. Whether the person, whether this device is good or not, if the person doesn't ask for it, we should not be offering it. We don't know, you know, what, what season that person is in. We don't know, you know, what they're going through in that moment and how they're going to react and they may not receive it. They may not be ready to get right. So who are we to just offer some advice to people and they don't even want it from us? That's not the will of God because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So he's going to lead us in decency and in order. And if we're giving out an advice that is it was not asked for, 
We are out of order. Point blank and period. Yes, Minister Erica, I didn't ask you. <laughs> Point blank and period. If we didn't ask, if I don't ask for it, if you don't ask for it, then we're not expecting it from anybody. Whether it's, it's some guy, and really, this is the point. If you're giving it to them and they didn't ask for it, that's not of God. It may be good advice, but it's not from God. Because sometimes when God gives us the wisdom for that person, that's for us to pray on it. That's for us to intercede for that person. That's not for us to just go around and God said this and thus says the Lord and da 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 Come on, y'all. We gotta be, we gotta be better. We gotta be better. Cause everybody ain't safe. And everybody not gonna receive what you got to say. And don't be looking, we can't be looking at God and be like, God damn, damn, push me in the face because I'm out here. I mean, I know it's drastic, but I mean it's real. Now you in an altercation, you in an argument with somebody, and they didn't even ask you for the advice. And that could have very well been somebody that you could have planted a seed in them for them to know about Christ. Because you have your own agenda in store. Now you lost the opportunity to let them know about Jesus Christ. We got to do better. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 in the Amplified Version. It says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. My God. It says that I have become only a noisy gong, or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. We don't want to be an annoying distraction. We don't want to just be offering unsolicited advice. Just because we think we we know everything. That's not of God because God, again, is a God of decency and in order. And the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's, he's not going to lead us in, in a direction and that person is not even ready to receive it. And even if you're the person, if you're trying to like say if somebody's trying to tell me something, what if what if God is trying to you know talk to me Himself? Because again, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all things will be added unto us. You offering unsolicited advice, and now you in my ear, and I can't even hear God for myself. So we got to be careful and be wise what we share and what you know thing when God shared things with us. It's not always meant for us to just give it out. Some things are meant for us to pray about and intercede for, for that person. So next point, we're talking about types of noises. Number three, ungodly wisdom. Ungodly wisdom, my God. How many times have we been wanting to know, <laughs> wanting to know what to do about certain things, but we're going to, People that are not saved for advice. We're going to people that may be saved, 
but are, but are living a carnal lifestyle. That doesn't make any sense. If you are if you are on the path, living a righteous life, and you are seeking God for answers, and maybe you know God told you to go to somebody for a godly wisdom, God will let you know specifically who to go to. If if it's meant for you to go to somebody else but Him, um um, in addition to Him, rather, He's not going to lead you to somebody that. Want to give you some ungodly wisdom and doesn't even have a relationship with Christ. Now, granted, there are times where where you know people are that are not saved, they are wise. But I'm not talking about people that may be, you know, like wise in far as you know, business is concerned and all of that. I'm talking about anything that's helping your walk with Christ. That's the wisdom I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about business ventures and all of that. I'm talking about wisdom that's helping you with your relationship with Christ. We should not be going to people that are unsafe for that. God will have people that are in our lives that is going to be a part of our safe haven and our um in our circle that will be able to pray for us, that will be able to hear the voice of God from themselves and to know. What and what wisdom to get to us because they hear from God, because they've heard from God. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 30, verse 1 through 3. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it says, Feudal confidence in Egypt. <clears throat> Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord take counsel but not of me and who devise plans but not of my spirit that they may add sin to sin who walk to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust the shadow of Egypt therefore the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame and trust in the shadow of Egypt Egypt shall be your humiliation my God. So in right here is showing us how the children of, um, of Israel, huh, the children of Israel, they're seeking the Egyptians for counsel. They're seeking Egyptians on what to do. And God is saying, and you say you who take counsel, but not of me. And who devise plans, but not of my spirit. We got to watch with, again, watch the source that we're getting advice from watch who we're listening to watch who we're watching you know guarding our gates because we can't intake everything into our spirits and if it's going against anything if it's going against anything that god has already confirmed in your life then you need to shut out the noise then you need to shut out the noise and we're going to get into a little bit later to shut out the noise but now right now we're talking about some noises that we need to be careful about the next noise type of noise number four is news and social media news and social media i'm telling you it's so like and i'm not saying don't watch news i'm not saying don't you know be on social media but we should not be so consumed 
with either of the, either of those things to the point that it causes us to question what we are already a what we are already confident about concerning the things of God. And not again, we should not be so consumed with the news, with um, media, with social media. We should not be so consumed with either, either of those things to the point that it causes us to question the things that we are already confident about is concerning the things of God. All of these things talking about, you know, the global warming, the scientific methods, and all of these things. And it's just like, I was born this way and all it come on now. We if we know the word of God for ourselves, and the Holy Spirit, I didn't expect the Holy Spirit to take me here. Nobody was born that way. Nobody. Hmm, my God. I'm sorry to tell you, homosexuality is a choice. Homosexuality is a choice. You're not born that more that way. And so a lot of times we see these things and we're and we know the word of God for ourselves. But yet we allow ourselves to be consumed with all these things. And you got people mixing, mixing religions. I mean, got people mixing um, Islam with Christianity. You got people mixing Hinduism with um, with Christianity. And you got all of these things. And God is like, no. Thou shalt not put any other gods before me. We cannot serve two masters. We can't serve God and serve the enemy all at the same time. We got to watch what we're intaking into our spirits, into our spirit man. It's causing us to be confused. Yes, Melissa, the news will stress you out. And especially, I mean, it's so much happening on there. And the news can, the new, watching, being so consumed with news and social media can also, it's, it can also, just like Melissa was saying, it can also get you depressed. It can also get you to the point, my God, it can get you to the point where you just sad because, I mean, it's just up and down. How many people have scrolled on social media and one thing somebody can be having, oh, I'm getting married. And another person is like, oh man, like I'm, I'm struggling with my, um, uh, with my, my body as far as illness. And another person, somebody got shot and it's just like, you know, it's up and down. It's like good news and bad news all on the same platform. And now because of social media, we have been trained to be able to see, um, good news and bad news and kind of just not really kind of be numb to to it all and kind of be numb to it all like oh congratulations oh that's sad and then just you know just look at it and, and not even not even like be bothered by it and not even bother be bothered by it so number four again is news and social media. Let's go to um, Psalms one twelve. Psalms one twelve, verse six through seven. Now reading from the English Standard Version, and it says, "It says for the righteous will never be moved; he will be remembered forever." He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, 
trusting in the Lord, my God. Again, it says, for the righteous will never be moved. He will be, be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord, my God. So, Melissa, you may be struggling right now. You may be going through that right now. But trust and believe. If we put our trust in God, if we rely on him, we will not. We will not be moved by what's happening in the world. We will not be moved by what's happening um, on social media and all of these different sites. We have to keep focused on God. Melissa, you got to keep focused on God and know that he's with you. Know that he cares. Know that he loves you. So in spite of what's happening, God is still good and he's faithful. And he's faithful. So we're talking about, again, types of noises. Number five, negative thoughts of the mind. Negative thoughts of the mind is another noise that we have to be careful about because the enemy, the enemy loves to plant these thoughts into our mind. And when he does that, all what we must do is not entertain the thoughts that he plants in our mind. So anytime the enemy is talking in our ear, we must put a stop to him and let him know. Let him know who you are in God and let him remind him of who Jesus Christ is. I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. Greater than he that is in me than he that lives in the world. Start speaking the word back. We cannot, because a lot of times we become defeated when we are speaking we are speaking the things that the enemy has planted in our minds out of our mouths. Because anytime we speak it out of our mouths, we are now saying that we are in agreement with what the enemy has planted in our thought process. And so that's why we have to put a stop to it and say, you know what? Not today, devil. Not today. Apostle Jimmy Ellis said this, I think, last week in, in the Bible study. He said, you know what? Anytime the enemy is coming for us, we got to say, not today. Not today. We got to put a stop to him. Like, listen, I'm not here for your mess. I'm not here for you talking in my ear. We cannot entertain it and we cannot allow ourselves to be sitting in, in, in a place of depression, sitting in a place of um, being having anxiety when we already know who God is in our lives. Has God not kept his promises? Has God not provided for us? Has God not protected us? Has God not healed us? Has God not saved us? Then if he's done, if, if Jesus has done all those things, then why are we being moved by what's happening in the world? Why are we being moved by the noise? Why are we being moved by the negative thoughts that the enemy is planting in our mind? My God, let's go to first Peter chapter five, verse eight. First Peter five, chapter eight in the Amplified version. First Peter five, verse eight in the Amplified version, it says, likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience. 
be subject to your elders, seek their counsel. And all of you, and all of you, I'm sorry, that's the wrong verse, verse eight, sorry. Be sober, there we go. Be sober, well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. So we got to be sober-minded. We got to be balanced. We got to be well-balanced and self-disciplined. Well-balanced and self-disciplined. I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's okay. But we have to have a prayer life. We have to have a prayer life. Anytime you know that you're going through, we have to be able to pray for ourselves. And in moments where we um, are going through to the point where it seems like, you know, we're struggling, still struggling, then cry out for help. Cry out for help. I encourage you that if you are going through right now in the season, please do not handle it by yourself. Please send a message, send a, a signal to somebody, even if you're know, to say, I need help or a simple word help or 911 or whatever. So that somebody knows that you need help. It's not meant for us to go through this, this life alone and for us to struggle all by ourselves. We have to seek help. So we have to make sure that, again, it says be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But our God comes so that we can have life more abundantly. So we have to be careful of that. Last, last noise that I want to cover. Number six is wrong priorities. Wrong priorities is another noise that we have to be careful of. How many of us know what we're supposed to be doing in the season because we are scared or because we are being lazy or because we're procrastinating? We put that on hold and we start working on things that is not a priority right now. I'm not saying that we're not supposed to work on them at all, but maybe it's not the season or the time to be focused on that. But yet and still, because we don't want to focus on what God is leading us to do in this moment in time. We put um, other things in priority before what God is leading us to do. So the example of this is Martha versus Mary. And I read this particular passage <laughs> and quite a few times. And every single time, I kid you not. Every single time I read this passage, God gives me something different concerning it. And this is one of my favorite passages because it's like, wow, God, like you, you see, you just see the difference of how, how we can just be focused on everything else. And God is like, no, I need you to focus on this right now. So let's go to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Now, reading from the Amplified Version, it says, 
Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. My God. See, the difference between Martha and Mary is that huh, Martha, they're both, they both are servants. They both love to serve. However, the difference between Martha and Mary is that Martha did not understand timing. She did not recognize timing and she was focused on everything else when what she should have been recognizing that taking the opportunity to be at the feet of Jesus. Because yes, everybody needed to be served as far as food is concerned. But in that moment, it was not being fed with the natural food. It was not Jesus' concern to be fed with natural food. But whether we had our spiritual food being fed with the word of God and the wisdom to Jesus Christ was offering to them in that moment. I mean, I could just imagine being in, in that time and Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, literally being in the room. And would, would, which, which one would we be? Would we be Martha? Too busy to recognize that this is the time to be in front of Jesus, to be at Jesus' feet, and to be abiding with him, communing with him? Or where would be Mary and say, you know what, I could, I, I could have been doing anything else. I, I might have a paper to write. I might have, you know, kids to take care of. I might have uh, grocery shopping to do. But if God is calling for me to pray in this moment, nothing else matters. If God is calling for me to read his word in this moment, nothing else matters. Knowing, knowing what to pit and what to prioritize and focus on that. Knowing what to prioritize and to focus on that. That's what God wants us to do. We have to learn how to prioritize and put his agenda before our own. To put God's agenda before our own. So, again, going over the types of noises. And then we're going to get into how to shut out the noise. Types of noises, again, number one is gossip. Number two, unsolicited advice. Number three, ungodly wisdom. Number four, news and social media. Number five, negative thoughts of the mind. And number six, 
wrong priorities, wrong priorities. We have to be careful of all of these things. So now that we know some type of noises that can cause us to not hear the voice of God and get clear direction from him. Now let's talk about how to shut out the noise in our lives, how to shut out the distractions, how to shut out the news and social media, shut out the negative thoughts of the mind, shut out the wrong priorities is trying to take precedence over what God is leading us to do, how to shut out all these things, ungodly wisdom, unsolicited advice, how to shut out these things. Number one, prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is one of the main things that we need to be make sure that we do on a consistent basis. On a consistent basis, prayer, we need to be doing that every single day. And sometimes depending on the season, it may require for us to do it multiple times a day. Depending on if we are really going through in our in our flesh and going through in circumstances that are trying to get us down, we need to be praying multiple times a day so that because when we pray, my God, God strengthens 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 us in our body. God gives us peace of mind, helps us to be able to move forward, helps us continue the journey, even when it feels like we can't go on. God is there. God is there. Fasting may not be required at all times, but we have to recognize when God is leading us to fast because if any moment that we are truly seeking God for answers and we have not received the answer yet, that's because maybe God is telling us, shut out the noise. Turn your plate down. Turn off the TV. Stop listening to the music that is not of me. Maybe you can't hang with your girls or hang with your guys in, in that, during that week or whatever it is. Turn away from the things that's pleasing to your flesh and feed your body. Feed your spirit, man, with the things of God. So that we don't have any excuses, so that we don't have anything that's distracting us, so that we can hear him clearly. So the example of this, I need to know it's about Esther. Uh, she was a special woman of God. And she was chosen to be a queen, queen of Persia. And it was unlikely for her to do that. Why? Because she was not a Persian. She was Israelite. And a Hebrew woman, rather. And it was frowned upon. It was frowned upon for for Hebrew, uh, for the Hebrews, period. And during that time, they gave them a hard time. They gave them a hard time. And she was appointed by God. Hmm. To change, to change the perspective of the king, to change this perspective of the king and allow them to be able to pray because they were also restricted from praying openly and from serving God truly, having to bow to, uh, to Haman, having to bow to him, having to serve gods that is not of God, that's not the true and living God. And she was appointed. 
And so she she was already in the palace and she needed to hear the voice of God for herself so she can hear the clear, clear direction that God was leading for her in that season. So Esther chapter four, verse 12 through 17 in the NIV version. By this time, her uncle Mordecai had already sent the letter to her and he was replying back to her letter. Let her know, like, listen, we need your help. And let her know, like, this, this is what we need. It says, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. So just then, my God, even though Mordecai, my God, even though Mordecai had gave her some, some, uh, some wisdom, she's like, you know what? I need to know for myself. She's like, I need to know for sure that this is what God, and I need you guys to fast and pray for me, and I also would do it as well, so that we can all be on one accord of, of knowing what God is leading for us to do in this moment. So we have to learn how to shut, shut out the noise by prayer and fasting. Number two, spending alone time with God. Spending alone time of God is so important because, and this is why, because I could have very well left it alone when it came to, when it came to uh, prayer and fasting, but God wanted me to make a point of shedding light on spending alone time with him because prayer doesn't always mean that you're by yourself when you're praying. Prayer can be corporate prayer. Prayer can be praying with um, another person. But in this season, God is requiring for us to pray alone have more alone time with him especially if we are are wanting to shut out the noise and so i have three examples for you number one is moses and let's go to exodus exodus chapter 33 verse 7 through 11 in the niv version and it says, now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until Moses until he entered, entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. While the Lord spoke with Moses, whenever the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood in worship, each at the entrance of their tent. 
the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp. But his young age, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. So as you can see here, Moses spent a lot of alone time with God. Moses spent a lot of alone time with God. Especially during that time, because a lot of people, and I talked about this, I think, last week, of how a lot of them seem like they they cannot hear God, the voice of God for themselves. And they depended on Moses, who was a who was a prophet, who was a prophet of God, to be able to hear God's voice and be able to give them the answers that they needed. And so that required for Moses to spend a long time with God to be able to hear his voice clearly, to be able to hear his voice clearly. And he did. He spent a lot of long time with God. And that, that was how he was able to get the Ten Commandments. And actually, it's more than Ten Commandments, but to get you know the commandments of God to share with the Israelites. Is by going up to the mountain and actually be able to spend a long time of God to be able to hear him and all his instructions he had for, for God's people. So, again, we're still on the, the um, example of how to shut out the noise. Number two, again, is spending a long time of God. And our next example is Elijah. Elijah spent a long time of God and he did that, did this by being in the cave. So let's go to First um, Kings, chapter nineteen, verse nine through thirteen, in the NIV version. And it says, "There he went into a cave and spent the night." And it says, "And the word of the Lord came to him: What are you doing here, Elijah?" He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. The Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? My God. Elijah went in the cave. He was actually running away <laughs> because Jezebel and killed and had people, um, had all the prophets killed. And Elijah, even though he just conquered them, he still was afraid because Jezebel said she was out to kill him. So he ran away in fear. And God is saying, you just saw God is saying, you just saw me do all these powerful things in your, in, um, um, for you. And yet because Jezebel has people out to kill you, now you running away? And, and God is letting Elijah know, am I not the same God that did all these miracles and, and allow, oh my gosh, thank you. Am I not, God is saying, am I not the same God? But a lot of times we we have fear in our ears. A lot of times we, oh, Jesus. A lot of times 
We're not hearing the voice of God because we have fear. And we know what God is capable of doing. God is proving to us time and time again that he's faithful, that he's a promise keeper, that he's a healer, that he's a miracle worker. However, regardless of what God has done, we still allow fear to grip us. We still allow the noise to distract us and to cause us to not follow God's instructions. And God says, what are you doing here, Elijah? That's what God is telling us. What are you doing here, trainees? What are you doing here, Melissa? What are you doing here, Sister Max? What are you doing here? He's saying that to us. Why are you in this place? Allowing yourself to hear, to be distracted by the noise. Allowing ourselves to be distracted by the noise. The other example. We're still on the point of spending alone time with God. And Jesus spent a lot of alone time with God. Jesus spent a lot of alone time with God. I mean, he had to because you think about the assignment that Jesus had on his life. About the assignment that Jesus had on his life. Glory be to God. Give me one moment. And just the things like, I mean, his assignment was to save a wretch like you and me. So, of course, in order for him to follow the instructions of God clearly, in order for him to follow the instructions of God clearly, he would have to have solitude with God so that he did not deter away from the agenda that God had for his life. So let's go to Mark. Mark chapter one. I hope I pray that you've been blessed so far. Mark chapter one, verse nine through thirteen. In the NIV version, it says, "At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Jesus, at just as Jesus, excuse me, was coming up out of the water." He saw heaven being torn up open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days. Being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. My God. So after Jesus received public, after Jesus received public, oh my gosh, anointing from God. And now the people knowing exactly he was baptized by John in the Jordan. So now is without a shadow of doubt for them to actually know that Jesus is the son of God. Now God was like, all right. Now that it's made known who you are, now the journey begins. Because like now, because Jesus, Jesus was already doing the things of God. And even as a little boy, when he was 12 years old, going into the synagogues and teaching the word of God. But just because Jesus, Jesus already knew what his purpose was and Jesus already knew, you know, what he was sent there to do. It was not God's appointed time for 
for um Jesus um who for who Jesus was or is rather to be revealed to all people. There were questions of whether or not was Jesus the Messiah or not. But in this point in time, once Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, that was confirmation that Jesus, that Jesus is the son of God. And after this, it said immediately coming out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice from heaven. You are my son whom I, whom I love with you. I am well pleased at once. The spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. This lets me know. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This lets me know right here that in moments where God gives us instructions and in moments where there is a shift that takes place in our lives and God lets us know, okay, I'm taking you to another level. A fast. Whew, a fast is required immediately. Why? Because you need to be able to hear the voice of God clearly so you do not deter away from the agenda that God has for your life. And that requires spending alone time with God. Spending alone time with God so that we are not, you know, um, distracted by the unsolicited advice that we talked about earlier, the ungodly wisdom. We're not um, distracted by news and social media. We're not distracted by um, things that are not priority, wrong priorities, but that we have God's agenda first and foremost in our lives. It said immediately the spirit of God sent Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days, 40 days. And the enemy, the devil, tempted him, but it said the angels attended to him. But even when, even though the enemy was attacking him, the angels, oh, the angels of the Lord was with him, attending to him, making sure that he was strengthened, making sure that he was strong, making sure that he didn't quit, making sure that he didn't throw in the towel. This is why when God gives his assignment, we have to be in the face of God because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He doesn't want us to complete the assignment that God has placed in our lives. He doesn't want to see that. So, of course, he's going to tempt us. Of course, the enemy knows what our weaknesses are. He knows what our weaknesses are. So, he knows what's going to cause us to fall. So, that's why we got to stay in the face of God and spend a more alone time with God so that we, God can strengthen us and so that the angels that's assigned on our lives can attend to us to make sure because the angel, oh, Jesus, just because we don't see it in the natural, there's a constant war in the spirit realm on our behalf. The angels, yes, the angels are fighting, Whew. are fighting the, the enemy and his minions. And when we pray, yes, that is our weapon in spiritual warfare. Having the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth. My God, the gospel of peace that shines on our feet. Having all of the armor, all of it. 
my God, the shield of faith and never taking it all, never taking it all, never taking it all. Yes, Laura, the full armor of God, the full armor. So we're talking about how to shut out the noise. Number three, reading God's word daily is another way to shut out the noise. When an enemy is talking in our ear, we need to be reading the word. We need to be reading God's holy word. Reading God's holy word. This is what we need to do. Whether you have a Bible app or a hardback, whatever it is, staying in the word of God. So that is branded on our hearts. So any time that we are hearing things that, you know, is not, you know, um, that is not a good with our spirit. We know the word, the word of God for ourselves and anything that's contradicting it. We know that it's not of God. We know it. But if we don't know the word of God for ourselves, then we will be easily dismayed. We'll be easily convinced and conform to the ways of this world. And especially, I mentioned it earlier, a lot of people and these false philosophies, people mixing Christianity and Islam, Hinduism and um, Buddhism, Baduism, Erica Badu's religion. Did you know that she has a religion? Mixing all of these things, witches and warlocks are real. Witches and warlocks are real. This is not a game, y'all. We got to shout out the noise so that we can hear God's voice clearly so that we are not, so that we are not conformed to the ways of this world, but that we will stand set apart. Stand set apart. It's not about making friends. It's not about making friends. We, we trying to, you know, um, please people. And just because, you know, they, they are doing things that are not of God and, and because we although we know the word of God, we find ourselves conforming to the ways of the world so that we can be friends with people. When we're supposed to be leading them to Christ, not allowing them to, to take us away from the things of God. We got to be planted. We got to be planted and rooted. We got to be planted and rooted. My God, planted and rooted. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let's go to Romans 15, verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4 in the NIV version. It says, everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. But everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So anytime, anytime that we feel like our hope is lost, anytime we feel like we can't go on, all we got to do is turn to the word of God. Start writing down some scriptures that's going to be beneficial for you. Anytime God is giving you a scripture and it's things that's going to motivate you, things that's going to encourage you. So moments where you may not be strong in an area. So in seasons where you might be stronger, start you know preparing. Just because things are good in the season 
we got to start preparing ourselves for when uh, when things are not going to be so great. And that doesn't, and that's not saying that God is not so good, but we got to prepare ourselves because everything's not going to be on the up and up. There are going to be times where famine may arise. But as long as we are prepared, as long as we are strong, as long as we are, have the word of God branded in our hearts, we would not be easily dismayed by what's happening in the world and we would not be affected by it. So we got to prepare. And in those seasons where everything is on the up and up, start writing down scriptures, start you know putting them on your walls, start uh, writing them on post-it notes and start putting them on your wall, start highlighting certain passages in your word of God. But in moments where you're not strong, you can look up and like, man, I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You see those things. And then you know that you can uh, that you can move forward and that you can go on. Next point. We're talking about how to shut out the noise, how to shut out the noise. Number four, be content with where you are. Be content with where you are. And I know it's easier said than done because a lot of times we have, you know, visions and dreams and places that we want to go. We may have want to be married at a certain time. Maybe we want to have kids at a certain time or whatever it is. But we have to be content with where we are because maybe it's not the right timing and we cannot move out of God's timing because that's when, that's when we find ourselves in situations huh, that we, and then we realize that we were not ready for. But had we had followed God, had we had followed his instructions, he, would, he was protecting us. God is not telling us no for the sake of just telling us no. No, God is telling us not or no or not right now because he's protecting us from things that we may not understand in that moment. But he does it. Why? Because he is our heavenly father and every great parent does do things out of love and out of protection for us. because They know. Maybe our parents have experienced it. And they're like, listen, I don't want you to go through the same thing that I went through. So just like in the natural soul is in, in the spirit. God is like, I know what your future holds. I know what your tomorrow brings. And I'm only looking outwards for what's, what's best for you. But we can't move out of the timing of God. That's Laura. Be content with where you are. Be content. So let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 in the Amplified Version. And it says, Not that I speak from any personal need, for I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, uneasy regardless of my circumstances. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life. 
Whether well-fed or growing hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient. Oh, Jesus, in Christ's sufficiency, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. My God, Paul illustrated this so well. He illustrated this so well. He said, you know what? I'm not where he may not be where he wanted to be. He said, I'm content with where I am. I'm content with where I am. And why? Because but I love how you said I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Saying that I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him. Through Jesus Christ, who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. See, when we are content with where we are, that shows, yes, Sharaba. See, that shows that Jesus' strength is keeping us. It takes, oh my gosh, it shows strength when you are content where you are, when you are not trying to deter away from um, the agenda of, of God, when you're not trying to deter away from God's plans that he has for your life, when you are having patience, when you're keeping the faith, when you're not easily moved by what's happening in the world, but you're actually content, that even though you're not at the places you thought you were going to be. When, when, you know, as far as like, oh, you had a certain vision for your life when you were a kid and you thought it was going to be there. You know that God knows his best for you and wherever God leads you, you will follow. And you know that God only wants best for you. That God only wants what's best for us. He only wants what's best for us. So next point. We're talking about how to how to shut out the noise. Glory be to God. How to shut out the noise. Number five, cast your cares unto God and do not take it back. Cast your cares to God and do not take it back. And I say, and God, not me, but the Holy Spirit is saying, don't take it back. Because a lot of times, and I, I, I can attest to this too, where I'll give it to God and then I'll put the cares back on myself. What's the point of giving it to God if you're going to keep worrying about it, if you're going to keep doubting him, if you're going to keep being walking in fear, keep operating in fear? And God is saying, no, when you give me that care, when you give me that worry, when you give me um, that, that thought that was in your mind is um, causing you to be hindered in your, in your process, leave it with him. Leave it with him. That's what God's saying. Leave it with him. Let's go to First Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 67 in the Amplified Version. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God cares for us. God cares for us. Jesus cares for us. He only wants what's best for us. He knows that this road and this and this um this life that 
he has for us is not easy. This path that he designed for us is not easy. There's going to be trials and tribulations. I never said it was going to be easy, but it will be worth it. It will be worth it. It will be worth it. We are better with Jesus than we are without him. We are better with, with Jesus, excuse me, than we are without him. There are people in this world that are rich and famous, and they do not have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. There are people that committed suicide and have all the cars, have all the money, have all the fame. But what are they missing? Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. That's what they're missing. Having a relationship with Christ is better than having rubies, gold, and silver, having all the fame, having a relationship. I'd rather, oh my gosh, I'd rather not have wealth. I'd rather not have money than, 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 than make sure I have Jesus. Because if I have Jesus, I know that he's going to provide. I know that he's going to protect me. I know, he, I know he's going to have my best interest at heart. I know he's going to cover me. I know he's going to keep me. I know he's going to strengthen me. Because Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us. It's better. Jesus is better than anything. Anything in the world. Better than anything in the world. So let's go over, before we end, let's go over these last points again. How to shut out the noise. Number one, we need to make sure that we have a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. A lifestyle of prayer and fasting. Number two, spend time with God. Spend alone time with God is so important. Is so important. Number three, reading God's word daily. Number four, be content with where you are. And number five, cast your cares unto God and do not take it back. Whatever you do, give it to God and leave it with him and allow him to direct your path. Allow God to direct your path. He knows what's best. He knows what's best. So for those of you, I pray that all of you were encouraged and uplifted tonight. I do want to make sure before I close that I offer the gift of salvation. For those of you that may not know Christ, and as you were listening or watching this podcast, you realize that you need him in your life. You've had a lot of noise. You've had a lot of noise. You've had a lot of distractions. Causing you to, to doubt that Jesus Christ is real. And you tried everything else. But have you tried Jesus? Have you tried Jesus? I promise you. I promise you that if you try Jesus, it would be the best decision that you ever made in your life. The best decision that you will ever make in your life is having Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He will be your father. He will be your mother. He will be your friend. He will, uh, he will protect you. He will guide you. He will care for you. That's what you need. He will heal you. The broken pieces of your past, the rejection you may have experienced. Jesus will be right there with you. He cares for you. 
So if you're ready to make the decision to come to Jesus Christ, I encourage you to say this prayer and um, salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know I need you in my life, Jesus. I ask that you forgive me for my wrongdoings. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe in my heart. I'm confessing with my mouth now that you died on the cross for me. You were buried and rose on the third day so that I can have life eternally. So, Jesus, I surrender my will unto you, and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Welcome into the body of Christ. Welcome into the body of Christ. This is a fresh start. Heaven is rejoicing. Angels are rejoicing for your salvation, for your soul. My God, it's a beautiful thing. And for those of you that may have known Christ at one point in time, but allowed yourself to stray away from the things of God, and especially during these times where things have not been easy, but things have, without without Jesus in your life, you realize that things have been a lot harder. So many of us, because we've had Jesus in our lives, that is not, it is, it's not affected us the way it has affected others. Because Jesus gives you the peace even when we experience hardship. Jesus is everything that you need and more. And you know that. And you allow pride to get in your heart. Because you think that it's too late to come back to Jesus. But Jesus is married to the backslider. He's calling you. And if you know that he's calling you, I encourage you to stay this prayer of rededication with, rededication with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for turning my back on you. I know without a shadow of doubt that I need you in my life. I try to do this thing on my own. But Jesus, I failed. And Jesus, I'm asking that you coming back into my life, be my Lord and Savior, wash me again, renew me again, be my Lord and Savior once again. I commit myself to you and I will serve you all the rest of my life. I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. The best decision that you could ever make. I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted. Continue, continue to allow God to do marvelous things in your lives. I love you guys so much. I see Melissa, you're welcome. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. I love you guys so much. If you have any prayer requests, if you need any help with anything, please do not hesitate to inbox me for anything. You can you can uh, follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect on Facebook um, at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated and Instagram at I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. Um, please, please uh, follow us. Uh, we do this every Tuesday, every Tuesday, not unless you know anything comes up. Uh, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, I pray that you guys are encouraged and uplifted. I do want to say a prayer over you for those of you that were watching or listening. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will have your way, oh God. 
God, I thank you, Father God, for all the things you're doing in everybody's lives. Father, I pray for Melissa. I pray for Laura. I pray for Lavelle. God, I pray, God, for Mama Teresa. I pray for Nikita. I pray for everybody, God, that has taken the time to the next, God. Everybody that's taking the time, God, to tune in, Father God, and those that will tune in into the future. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, oh God. God, I ask that, Father God, that you would truly, Father God, cover them, keep them. That in the moments, God, where things that get tough, that Father God, in the moments, God, where they feel like they can't get on. God, I thank you, God, that you do all things well in their lives. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, to the next moment that we meet again. God, we love you and we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I love you guys so much. I pray that you were encouraged and uplifted. So, until next time on Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Have a good night.